Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, and welcome to Scout the Game Week. Scout the Game Week is Fantasy Football Scouts' weekly podcast brought to you by the Scout Network. In each episode, we'll look back at the game week we have just played to assess what we can learn to help us in the next round of fixtures. I'm your host, Ryan, from Football Chatbox. Let's Scout the Game Week. This week, I'm joined by Karan for his first time on the show. Uh, welcome to the show, Karan, and how is your season going so far? Thanks, Ryan. Uh, lovely to be here. Um, how is the season going so far? It's a very interesting question. Um, I was on the back of seven or actually eight back-to-back green arrows up until game week 22, slowly and steadily building towards that uh, 100K benchmark. And then um, the reality has hit me where I've tried to go a bit adventurous, going against the steady heady picks like Watkins, Saka, etc. In preparation of the double game week with De Bruyne, Jota, Darwin, and yeah, the last four game weeks have humbled me, uh, to be honest. So I'm, I'm around 550k um, right now as we speak. Um, still one third of the season to go. So mm. looking forward to building up for uh, towards the 100k again. I still have plenty of time. If you're like, like anyone inside at this stage, inside even the top million can easily get into the top 100k. I feel like. Yeah, we've, seen, we've seen so many um, swings over the last three weeks. I've mm. personally been on the other side of the variance. But, you know, benching Foden for a 20-pointer, what could have been, you know, had had he been in my 11? And I started uh, Darwin, I think, against Arsenal for yeah. a zero-pointer. So, yeah, it's it's those benching dilemmas as well that, that hit us hard at times. Yeah. But like you said, you know, there's there's still a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, fair enough. I, I understand your bench pain. I didn't bench Foden, but I benched Garnacho for a 16-pointer. Um. I had like that week that I benched Garnacho, I had like 25 points on my bench. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, and, and, and I think that's where, because we've got so much money floating around, right? There's uh, there's so many value picks that have enabled mm. themselves. And I think I think people's wildcards 
and and the chip strategy is probably going to again give us some some big swings indeed now you mentioned chip strategy let's actually go straight into it um so before we get into the matches this week let's first start with the chip strategy like you mentioned because i feel like this week's transfers will depend on where you stand with regards to gaming 29 um so what's yep. your initial plans for 29 Um I think I've been building towards a uh, no free hit 29 um and now that I'm partially into my decisions and you know it was almost a commitment that I had to make a couple of weeks ago and I'm I'm actually thinking there's not much upside probably unless we see a lot of upsets in the in the upcoming uh, round 5 um I see myself probably making about 9 to 10 players in that game week and as long as you know you have all the key players such as watkins probably tony if there's an upset maybe saka so chelsea and arsenal fixture um son um so if you got spurs covered i think there's not much upside in that game week and maybe you know one of the better double game weeks in 34 or 37 is where i'm thinking about my free hit yeah that's that's where my head is at but like we said you know there's a lot of ground to cover in the, even in the next four game weeks so the likes of huang and you know neto being the talk of the town yeah. at this time of the game week i feel yeah probably keeping my powder dry for um, what's co- coming ahead fair enough me personally um so i made this mistake trying to focus so much on the blank game week that i kind of ignored the points that were going past me uh when it came to like richardson and like you mentioned just now right you're focused on the double game week and you kind of like missed out on the points that go past you um yes. so like i'm i'm trying to make sure that i don't make that same mistake when it comes to blank game week 29 um, yeah it is it is so tempting to go logical right i mean yeah. logic would say you know grab whatever is coming your way with both hands yeah but um i'm i'm thinking you know previously people were not thinking or even talking about a wild card 26 27 mm. and now we are seeing people do uh, content creating videos on you know maybe pulling a wild card trigger i know franz already pulled up his wild card for this game week so there's a there's a few interesting stories that have come up and yeah. i'm sure we don't know what the narrative would look like come game week 30 or 31 yeah fair enough that's the thing right because it could change and like effect up upsets could happen in such a way that people go oh Suddenly, where no one is thinking of playing like a wild card in twenty-seven, and majority will just switch to like, oh, let's play a wild card oh, in twenty-seven. Yeah, let let the chaos begin. I know. So things could change every week. Like we're looking at this game week, we were like hoping for the best, and now we've gone into this double game week, and we're like oh, probably one of the worst double game weeks in my memory that I can think of in the last couple of years. Um, I think I saw a graphic somewhere around. Uh, I think Pras presented at uh, Fantasy Football Scout. It was about. expected goals for us for uh, liverpool and man city across these two fixtures and it was something like man city should have scored six at least and yeah. uh, and liverpool were expected to score about five so i had five attackers in these two uh, these two teams in the across those four fixtures and i think we've got probably lucky with at least getting one triple captain goal from haland because by the looks of it half time this morning and i was like well it's going down to the drain, down to the drain where kdb also was benched and jota injured darwin probably injured not in the squad for tomorrow's prediction i think whatever could go wrong went wrong in this double game week i know right cuz uh, it started off so well like the liverpool game started off well 
Jota oh, assisting that, Darwin. That's from Darwin. Yeah. yeah, Darwin doing Darwin things. Yeah, so you're like, oh, Jota assisting Darwin. I've got both of them. Oh, it's superb. And then injury, injury. You're like, what happened to these two? They are like, okay, Jota. As soon as the injury happened, I was like, yeah, go on. He's not. He's not going to play the next game as well. And then suddenly you get the Darwin not coming oh, out half-time and half-time substitution. Half-time. Wow. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And now you have the rumor. Now we're recording this before the Liverpool game, and we have the rumor that Darwin's not going to be available versus Luton. So I went in with two Liverpool attackers, and now the only player I'm going to have in that game is a Matt Doherty in defense, oh, yeah. and I'm not expecting yeah. much. <laughs> that is such a such a. I mean. that kind of summarizes game week 25 right yeah. double game week 25 for us and then like you said right five attackers i had the triple city i think you had triple city uh, attack yes. of foden kdb with the triple captain yeah, yeah. and haland triple captain um I, i i tweeted in the morning, i was like to get less than 180 minutes combined from kdb jota and darwin was not Who what I, had. i know right exactly uh, if if this game didn't involve a lot of luck <laughs> i think this game is some some like exactly you can plan as much as you want eventually fpl well from from i think by the looks of it salah might have already outscored the other five attackers yes. that we just spoke yes. about yes and if he starts tomorrow it's it's <laughs> yeah i know it's it's a mockery of you know so much planning going in and i think hits were flying around right mm. people were taking minus 8 in setting up for this double game weekend yeah it's on the other side of variance i guess um it was the right decision to load up on these assets yeah. but um you know let's not be biased by outcome in a in a way yeah that's the thing cuz like you said right we it could have also been like the the decisions we made were kind of correct because we saw liverpool score the number of goals they did um we saw haland get the number of chances he did against oh, chelsea the xg i think yeah. 1.53 xg um, against chelsea so, the decisions were correct it's just that on that day it just didn't happen it is what it is we just move on further now and yep, like try yep. and focus for the upcoming weeks um, and also i think i think it's important that i know it's a very cliched statement where we say good players from good teams mm. even in single game weeks you know i've seen solanke play well this week yes. watkins did damage saka scored again a haul so there's a lot of single game week players that if they are in form or if they've been consistently performing let's not overlook those Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. So I will talk about all of this because those are some key players as well. But yeah, so for your personal point of view at the moment, chip strategy, you feel like free hit most likely not free hit in 29. No, I'll I'll yeah. probably and again the transfers which we'll talk about for yeah. this game week uh again are in anticipation of me not free hitting in 29. Okay. And um maybe uh, wild carding 30 or 31 depending on how things are at that at that time okay fair enough and me at the moment i'm kind of open to both either free hitting or not free hitting if the chips fall my way then okay i'll not free hit then that will come with regards to like wolves and arsenal as well um and then and i think well just just on that free hit yeah, yeah just on that free hit i think uh, the reason why i'm holding my free hit for 34 or 37 is because i've already used my bench boost so ah, again if okay. people have their bench boost in their back pocket that would definitely make sense to use in a double game week yeah. but i'm thinking maybe a free hit with the right 11 cuz a lot can change right kdb yeah. got benched this week so closer to the deadline we would probably know who are the most likely predicted 11 yes and my my aim would then be to get the right 11 instead of a bench with a bench boost right enough yeah i've got the free hit and the bench boost left so i'm like because of that i'm happy to play the bench boost in either of the doubles whichever is like decent um yep. that's where my current situation is okay 
anyways, let's get in straight into the fixtures. Uh, let's start with Manchester City. Probably one of the worst results we could have expected from having a triple City, especially triple City attack. And add to that, if you triple Captain Haaland, probably not the best result that we wanted. I think the last worst triple Captain decision that I made was probably Harry Kane when he had the double under Jose Mourinho, I think. And then was he, Did he get injured that? Yeah, the second oh, game. Yes. He, he got injured, yes. And I was like, yep. This is basically the same thing almost. Um, well, pe- people would remember the Dennis disaster. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, don't talk um, about it. I, 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 I did not, but yeah. um, I, I was actually captain. Uh, I didn't use my triple captain. I no, think I, I captained Joshua King. Ah, so I luckily okay. got a one-pointer instead of a minus one-pointer. Um, and for me, probably the worst decision in my five years of playing FPL uh, was Mane. Uh, he, he got uh, injured in the first Salah. game. Yes. And Salah banged, and I think he scored a 27-pointer yeah, in that yeah. game week. Yeah, I remember that as well. Um, but yeah, that's that's like memories down uh, FPL uh, yep. history. Uh, but now KDB also didn't play the second game, uh, and Pep said it was because he had niggles in his hamstring area and didn't want to risk it. So we'll see what that means going ahead into the game against Bournemouth. Um, now going into the next few weeks, where do you stand with the City players, and what's your game plan with them? Now they have the derby and Liverpool as well coming in twenty eight, yep. twenty seven, and twenty eight. See, I feel, um, like you mentioned, KDB was rested because he felt something. So maybe the game against Bournemouth is something to keep an eye on. But I've always seen Kevin De Bruyne being big match Kev, like mm. we know him. You know, he loves to perform at the big stage. And the different, lately, the difference that he has made to the squad. I mean, in the Everton game, I remember, uh, up until the 70th minute, Man City was nowhere to be seen in terms of attacking. And he came on and then, you know, Haaland scored a brace. and we know the difference that he makes. So I would be keen to watch him closely up until the Man United start. You know, if he was, if he's predicted to start there, I think he could bang. Mm. And again, with Liverpool and with Arsenal uh, around the corner, again, game week 29 is probably something to navigate. But keeping that aside, I feel those three are Kevin De Bruyne games. Um, and if, if his injury continues, I think an easy way out would be Son in game yeah. week 27. Yeah. Uh, against Crystal Palace, and then uh, he also plays in game week 29. So De Bruyne is a wait and watch for me. I'm not yeah. getting rid at at this point. Okay, fair enough. Um, me personally as well, I, I, the idea was to play him for game week 27. Um, sorry, for 26, and probably also 27 to be honest, because I, I know how City do against United. And at the moment, even though United are on a win streak, we are very transitional. So a lot of chances flying the other way as well for opponents. Um, so. I was planning on keeping KDB for those two. And then mm-hmm. in 28, that would depend on like um, what happens in like what the fixtures are looking like in 29. So I haven't decided whether I want to keep KDB for against Liverpool or not just yet. Uh, and it depends. Like at that moment, I might either play the free hit or not play the free hit. If I'm not playing the free hit, KDB probably moves out uh, yep. because I've got Foden as well and I'm happy to kind of keep Foden. Uh, either KDB or Foden, one of them will probably move out. Not both, but probably one of them. Um, yeah, we might see a lot of people getting Haaland out in terms of bringing yes, Solanke I've, in. I've, I've thought about it. So, so I have like Watkins, Haaland, um, and Darwin. So Darwin will move out for Solanke. Is my plan. Yeah. But I know some yeah, people have... I think that's the template forward line that m- most would like yeah, to hold. But some have... For the right reasons. Some have Tony as well. So I don't like know. Like me. Yes, exactly. Like me. So I, I've actually, um, yeah, we'll talk about transfers. Yeah. And my, my, my front line is going to look 
stacked and then it will be a decision who goes out for solanke in 28 mm, yes so that's the thing so that that's why i'm like hmm maybe i can keep harland as a differential i don't know we'll see but he doesn't have the fixture in 29 but i don't mind transferring him out in 29 for tony if i want to do that's a different story Um, yeah i think i think no free hit 29 is going to see so much team value go down because people yes. are going to like me you know i'm thinking of transferring harland out potentially yeah yeah and and bringing everyone back in because you'd want sala we'd want son we'd mm. want watkins saka you know probably trent uh, if he's back by then we you never know yeah. in the in the in the title race between the three teams so yeah there's a lot of interesting narratives yep fair enough um so Yeah, City players. Now, if KDB, if there was news to come that KDB was benched against Bournemouth, would you sell? I'd still hold. Still um, hold. I, I'm, I'm sure we've all got a lot of fires to put out this week in terms of the Liverpool assets, you know, the blanking Chelsea, mm. Spurs, uh, Poro's injury. You never know how long he's out for. So I'm sure, you know, the, the, the players who have a fixture, maybe we just keep them and, and expect them for a one or two pointer or an attacking return if we can. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's move to Wolves. Uh probably the most popular team this week that everyone is looking at after they beat Spurs this week. And it's not because they beat Spurs, but most of because of how their next opponents Sheffield United continue to get oh. beat big. Um yep. now Neto and Huang seem to be the talking points, but where do you stand with Wolves and are you looking to get one of these players? I think Wolves this season are looking quite galvanized. I mean, their the previous seasons we've seen them not to be as attacking but this year we we see that they are they have the capability to score goals and even though kunia is injured and kunia was really the 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 player who was scoring a lot of goals mm. we we've seen what huang has done in the in the beginning of the season and neto is probably at the highest uh, assist still and he he missed like half of the season through injury so yes i mean th- there's all the right reasons for them for people or for managers to be bringing them in I see goals for Wolves over the next three fixtures, and of the two, I feel Huang has the better xG. Neto is more involved. He 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 looks like lightning on the pitch. Yes. Th- that that counter attack which he made a move by himself against Spurs. You can you can see that Neto is involved in everything, but I see Huang being the better pick. In terms of me going there or not, again because I'm thinking of not free hitting in 29. so i'm kind of resisting the temptation yeah, fair enough um but again could could go horribly wrong for me and then game week 27 i think maybe i i feel the pressure to press my wild card but for now it's it's wait and watch for me yep fair enough uh, for me i bit like again same similar to you between neta and huang i'm leaning more towards huang also because he has pens potentially has pens They talk yeah, a lot about of people sarabia as well sarabia but, yes yeah but then sarabia tends to get subbed a bit more earlier and i think I don't know the last time Wolves took a pen I think when Huang was playing I don't know if he's the one who took it I think from the last one because Huang was away for um, the Asia it, Cup yeah. I think uh Cunha and Sarabia were the two penalty yes, takers of Sarabia which Sarabia was subbed off oh. I think Sarabia was subbed off so Cunha took it okay. if I'm not wrong okay. if I'm not wrong or I could be wrong but that's where the narrative is when Sarabia has been on the pitch he's yeah. probably You know, it looks like his stats are quite well in terms of he's he's got a hundred percent conversion rate. So, would be interesting to see. It's 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 one of those situations where Madison, Son, and Richarlison are yes. on the pitch. You don't know who's going to take the penalty, yeah, right? Fair enough. That's the thing. So, probably leaning more towards Fang. The other reason I was thinking that now Neto is also a really good option because he, he will get involved. Um, and this week against Sheffield United specifically, 
um, they tend to be more weaker down his flank. Um, in terms of if you look at like the chances conceded. Um, yep. However, they do the Wolves attack. They tend to like rotate around. So Frank could also be on that side as well. Um, and again, I think the fixture next week is also yes. a good one against Newcastle because Newcastle have got Dan Byrne on that flank. Yes. So Neto could run riot. Yeah. So Neto has that option. But I think the Newcastle one and I think the other one is Fulham or Brentford. Um, I think they've got Fulham. Let me have a look. Um, in game week 28, uh, they have Fulham. Yes. So yep. both Fulham and Newcastle are more weaker down the middle. Compared to the wing, um, right. which kind of helps Wang if he's going to play that striker role. Um, yeah, and 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 Wang has you know the a brace potential in one yes. of those. Yes, that's why I'm leaning out of the two. I'm leaning more towards Wang just because of that reason. But I think both yeah, are, even in the Sheffield United fixture, yeah. I could see. I, I I'm seeing a four nil or a four one kind possible, of a game for them. Possible, possible. So I I won't be surprised. End of the day, it's like a, it's a coin flip, right? Both have so fifty fifty decision. You just pick and hope that you kind of pick the correct one. Yep. Um, because both are capable of returning. It's a. Cup. It's a I, rem- I remembers. Uh, you know, it reminds me of game week one, the Gabriel versus Saliba yes, kind exactly. of a conversation. Exactly. So this is somewhat similar to that, but the the whole potential is there for both, I guess. Um, in this now, yeah, you just you just pick one and and you know hope for the best in that yeah, situation. Exactly. Um, any Wolves defenders or just not interested? I've seen a lot of. Of people bring in Ryan Atnuri uh, yeah. for his attacking potential. Um, and we've seen Sheffield United aren't that great in attacking, although they've, you know, given a tough fight to the smaller teams. Yeah. But Wolves are a middling defense, I think. So I, I wouldn't mind going there. Again, depends on the chip strategy. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, for me, this week specifically, I would try and target, like, attackers more than defense. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I don't know if the transfer this week for a defender is as worth it, but depends on how many free transfers you have and all of that as well, to be honest. Yep. Um, okay, let's move to Arsenal. Uh, playing really well in the last two game weeks. Saka and Odegaard are both in form, and the defense is still great compared to when most teams are currently not keeping any clean sheets. Uh, what do you think about Arsenal players as options going forward, especially as they are about to face a defensively poor Newcastle? And then they have Sheffield United after that as well for them. I feel a triple up is a must now, uh, regardless of the chip strategy. Uh, even if you know one is required to bench three blankers mm. in 29, or hope that Chelsea you know has an upset Against in, in the in the cup, yeah. and and all of a sudden we see triple Arsenal plus Palmer for a lot of people, and and happy days for for you know game week 29. I, Arsenal, Saka definitely a must. I think I'm, I'm 
again, we'll we'll talk about my team and probably a captaincy option for me this week. Yeah. Um, Gabriel, you know, we we are seeing Gabriel and Saliba, you know, have fun with those headers and and trying to score goals between them. So. Mm-hmm. A defensive double up is where a lot of people are going, but like you said, Odegaard, you know, uh, the, the goal that he scored was again showing that signs of that old Odegaard from last mm. season who was very confident. So, could be a big differential. Big. Yeah, that's true. Now, that is so I've got Saka already, so I'm looking for like trying to get another player in Arsenal because a lot of people have, like you mentioned, the defensive double up. Um, now I'm looking at Odegaard as a possible Jota replacement. Either between him or Huang for me. Now, the re- I'm slightly leaning towards Odegaard just because of that potential cup upset for Chelsea. I'm just hoping there is if a cup upset. If you've got the money, yeah. I don't see a reason why you wouldn't go there. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I probably might go there because the... Because uh, not many would go there. Yes, exactly. Um, And like, the, the chances of, the probabilities at least for that fixture to happen compared to the Wolves fixture to happen is slightly more, more better because Wolves, we kind of have to hope that Brighton beat them and also that uh, Leicester, not Leicester, uh, yeah, Leicester, I think, beat Bournemouth, if I'm yes. not mistaken. So there's yes. two things that kind of has to happen in that game compared to, whereas the Arsenal game, we just have to hope that, you know, Chelsea are after and, a and cup Leeds, hangover. And Leeds could potentially, you yeah, know, exactly. pull an upset. Yeah, because Leeds we, are we, second in the championship. They're right a now. known entity. Yes, yeah. they're a known entity for us. So this should that so I don't know we'll see how that goes but that's kind of where I'm like leaning towards at the moment toward guard because again end of the day it's like you mentioned we mentioned it earlier right get good players from good teams and Odegaard and I think good. I think Odegaard again Sheffield United next game week right so Wolves have Sheffield this week hmm. Arsenal have them next week but Arsenal have so, them at home as well so that's another plus yep and I. I'm already seeing maybe a goal for Newcastle this week, so yes. I can I can understand the the motivation behind going double Arsenal attack again instead of double Arsenal defense this week. Mm, that's the thing. So uh, that that's kind of because I do think Newcastle will score. Um, I think week. I think they would. Yeah, I think they would. So uh, that, that like when a lot of people will be fielding double Arsenal defense this week because they kind of have to. Um, yeah, because yeah, it's be... about pulling eleven on the field, right? Yeah, exactly. So I, I feel like this is like a nice differential to have. Is what I'm thinking. But, anyways, I still haven't finalized it, but I'm most likely leaning leaning towards that move. Yeah, if you can control your FOMO instinct, yeah, I think swaying a Huang for an Odegaard isn't a bad option. Yeah, that's right. So we'll see how that goes, but probably leaning towards that. We'll see. Um, come closer to the deadline, and also obviously Champions League fixture for Arsenal, um, tonight or tomorrow, depending on. We're recording this. Oh, yeah, before. there's 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 the midweek uh, Arsenal Champions League fixture. Yes. I totally forgot about yeah, that. So. so we kind of have to wait and see what happens in that, just in case anything goes wrong there. Uh, but yeah, yep. so that's Arsenal. Um, if here's a quick question: If you don't have Saka, probably a priority move, right? This week. It... Oh no, I've lost you. Uh... Oh, you're back. Are you back? Oh, sorry. Did yes. I drop out there? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I was saying, I, I actually corrected my mistake. I sold Saka two yeah. weeks ago where he scored nine points and 15 points and I brought him back in straight. Even even if I had to take a hit last week, which I did against Burnley, I I just couldn't stand 
being without Saka and Watkins. So Saka is very essential, I believe. Yeah, fair enough. And he got you 15 points as well, as soon as you bought him in. Uh, absolutely. But, yeah, so totally worth it. Uh, all right, let's go to Liverpool, your team. Uh, now, no game this week, and we're recording this again, like we mentioned, before the second game of the double. Uh, but what's more important is that now Jota is out, probably out for a while, which kind of makes him a high sell, priority sell. Darwin apparently out, or at least apparently not supposed to be featuring looks against like, Luton. Looks like I he's going to be out. Yeah, that's what the rumors or the predicted lineups are saying. Yeah. that uh, He's probably out for tomorrow's fixture. Yeah, so I don't know whether that's like fully out or not yet, but that's kind of one to wait and see. And then yeah, and, and I think Klopp said it's going to be a day-by-day thing. Yes, that's so the thing for him. It doesn't and look also, a long-term injury for Salah as for well. For Salah as well, because Salah, there was rumors that Salah re distinct his yeah. injury. So that's a, something else to kind of as well, like keep an eye out for. Uh, but so funny, because Salah came on and scored more than Jota, Darwin and KDB, like you mentioned. Um, and even Haaland. Yeah. I think even Haaland. So, like, we, we sell this guy. I'm like, oh, he's not going to start the first game. You get the leak also that he's not going to start the first game. You're like, okay, we don't bother going for there. Uh, and then he yeah. comes and just does what it was he does. F- FPL gods doing a I joke know. on us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Salah just proving why he's FPL royalty. He's the top, the pinnacle <laughs> of FPL. Oh, 100%. Um, now, if you're looking to sell these players, we've already mentioned a few um, of like the players that we mentioned. Where would you look to go? Would you look at one of these players or are there anyone else that you're looking at? Um, I think in terms of priority of selling, Jota becomes a priority easy sell because you've got the likes of Odegaard you mentioned, Wang. Um, and if you're planning for swaying a free at 29, uh, then maybe West Ham, yeah. Aston Villa, again, not good teams at this point. Maybe Aston Villa is still okay. Um, so those are the kind of players you could look at. Darwin, maybe, you you know, unless you want to free up money uh, by going from a cheap from a expensive midfielder like Jota to a cheaper midfielder and upgrading Darwin to a Watkins maybe mm. that that would make sense um apparently people are bringing in Salah I don't know why he's he doesn't even have a fixture 100, 130,000 transfers in um unless there's a wild card being pulled right and you're holding Salah on the bench even then it doesn't make as much sense but anyways yeah so so I think I think Liverpool assets are a sell at the moment um also because there's so many injuries in the camp, right? Mm. There's no Trent, there's no Allison, mm. um, So makes the defense kind of a no-go for now. Um, even though the numbers have been decent for Liverpool, they've kept a couple of clean sheets yep. uh, over the last four fixtures. Um, Van Dijk was okay for the double, maybe. But I don't see m- myself having mm. Liverpool assets up until I wildcard again in 30. Yeah, 31. fair enough. Same. Well, uh, for me, the priority right now is to sell Jota. Like, I feel like there's more options in midfield, more high-priority needs as well in midfield for this week specifically. Darwin, I'm happy to keep. And if I need to sell, I'll sell in 27. If he's fit by 27 as well, I don't mind starting him against Forrest in 27 as well, if he's fit um, as an option. Um, But Jota is probably my high sell. The thing with Darwin is, like, if you think of selling this week, the only one, let's say that you, like you mentioned, right, Watkins is probably the only forward that I would want who has a fixture this yep. week that is good and also has that 29 fixture if you wanted unless you're yep. definitely free hitting in 29 then it's a different story uh, because if you're definitely free hitting in 29 the only other forward that I can think of that is attractive this week is probably Hoyland against oh, Man United have 
been solid going forward. Yeah. I think there's so many goals lately, which I think that Hoyland and Garnacho are going quite under the radar still. Yes. Even though with Man Man United, we know how global fan following is for the for the team, and you know FPL decisions are primarily made on the teams that you like. Um, so I feel there still is so much upside in a Hoyland pick. Yeah, that's the only forward I would go for. That is, but the only problem like that, I think the one sh- the problem is that they have the potential blank in twenty nine. Now, if a cups cup upset happens against they're, they're forest. playing forest yeah. yes yeah if that upset happens against forest and then i can see get, everyone flocking i yeah, can see everyone flocking towards sheffield them. in 29 yes yes so that maybe, maybe bruno fernandes becomes a pick again uh, he probably becomes a captaincy option as well there's a yeah, because you've got so much money then right yeah, yeah that's yeah. the thing so there's a lot of things to kind of dis- decide on that but that if you're not playing the free hit at the if you're playing definitely playing the free hit at the moment i think that's the only other forward i probably look at but then overall again I feel like the midfield spot is more prime real estate. Uh, where, oh, definitely. Uh, Def- yeah, with, with, with the likes of picks that we've discussed already. Yeah. Only other forward that comes to mind and maybe I'd want to put on the table is Tony. Mm. I got him in West on Ham. a... Uh, yeah, for, for the double game week in anticipation of the West Ham match. Yeah. So, yeah. I think I think Tony could probably have a brace or a goal at least. Yeah. Um, he's, show, he's shown some good form in the recent past. So, yeah. Tony, Hoyland... Again, the staple bread and butter, Watkins. Yeah. Uh, and that's basically. So, Solan- would you, would you, would you bring in Solanke this week? No, not against City. I was thinking about that. as like bringing him a week earlier because if you're going to bring him in twenty-seven against Burnley, because Burnley is a good yeah, fixture. Burnley and double yeah. game week for sure. Yeah. But I was like, oh, because it kind, of, it's it's the more logical move to go and get Solanke in, because you kind of have to get him in. So you use that yes. transfer of getting him in now. And then wait till the cup results happen to see what, then like what the cup's pictures are, and then you can use that other transfer that you are saving for Solanke, or maybe a player that you want for like twenty nine, so that you don't have to play the free hit. That's probably the logical play to do. Yep. But the upside play is to go for like an Arsenal or a Wolves player <laughs> this week. Yeah. And try and I th- cash I think in. Majority would want to cash in, and I yeah. think uh, a few content creators. Um, even from the Australian community, uh, are of the opinion that you know we f- we focus on what's in front of us mm. instead of trying to plan ahead. And we've seen a disaster in double game week 25 where we planned so ahead, getting rid of good players. So I got rid of Saka, Watkins, yeah. and got burnt. So that's the thing. So yeah, probably that's where I'm leaning towards. Most likely cashing it. So we'll see how we go. Um, yep. Now you mentioned uh, Aston Villa and West Ham. So let's talk about them. Both teams have a game in 29 against each other. Uh, but both also have some decent fixtures between now and Game Week 29. Uh, Villa have the better form at the moment compared to West Ham, uh, who are in really bad form and probably one of the worst defences alongside oh, Newcastle. Yeah. David Moyes, yeah. Yeah. So who would you look to get from Villa and would you look to get anyone from West Ham? Would you avoid West Ham? Spoiler alert for my transfers this week. Um I needed cash to bring. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't need cash. There's no pun here. Yeah. Um. I needed the money to bring in Watkins. Yeah. Um, and the only route was Darwin to Watkins. Mm-hmm. So I needed that 1.2 or whatever million that was Extra. the difference. Yeah. And I had zero in the bank, so I downgraded Jota, uh, to a Leon Bailey. So I've taken a minus four, bringing in two Villa assets. Again, Villa potentially still have something to play for in the top six kind of a situation yes, yes, where the they've got Europe is, to play for, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So they've got Europe to play for, and Watkins is definitely showing the form. 
Um, then it was about either Douglas Lewis or uh, Bailey. And it's almost in that situation where you pick a, a more defensive-minded or a, a not-so-attacking midfielder but has penalties or someone who can, you know, go cut inside from the wing and score. Mm. So I went Bailey. But they're more or less the same price, I think. Mm. Um, and I, the only other player I was considering because I had 6.9 million for that midfielder spot yeah. was Kudus. Yes. But then time. looking at West Ham's current shape and form, I just swayed away. I said no. Yeah. Because as much as Kudus has shown form in the past, they are just in a total disarray right now. You know, West Ham, I think there's pressure on David Moyes. You know, they might, people are, or fans are saying they might sack him. Yeah. So, yeah, don't yeah. want to go there. Fair enough. Yeah, I think from Villa, like you mentioned, the midfield options, Leon Bay or Douglas Lewis. Douglas Lewis probably has the more nailed minutes as well. But Leon Bay is yes. that explosive, potential explosive pick. Well, yeah, my my picks for the last four or five game weeks have been chasing the holds, yeah. even though they've I've got the variance has totally gotten the bad of me, but um, I still want to continue chasing. So mm, it's okay, that kind enough. of pick. Yeah. Uh, and then like like you mentioned, right? Kudus is probably the only West Ham player I would look at. But even like again, form has been terrible. So until the form improves, I don't even want to touch West Ham at this point. Yeah, the fixtures are there, but you know, playing Villa, Villa. I think is it Villa in Villa Park? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Let me have a look. Um, it is at, no, it's at West Ham. I don't oh, know okay. Yeah, but there's no there's no form. There's no numbers. There's no yeah. stats to go on. So even I test, you know, it's it's a it's total out of oh, shape. I test is the worst thing to look at West Ham. I, I saw the I test and I saw Bowen and then Bowen continued to score. <laughs> so I test is yeah, probably Bowen is one idea. of those picks, right? If he goes, he goes on a streak. Yeah, and he's he's not someone that would give you a fifteen pointer out of nowhere. He'll probably give you eight, seven, six yes. kind of points. But no, I don't think um, I'm considering anyone from West Ham at the moment. Yep, fair enough. All right, let's end it with captaincy. Um, well, who are your captain options for this week? Currently, my bus team, I've got Saka as my yeah. captain. Mm-hmm. Again, because Saka against Dan Burn, I can see, I can see a couple of returns there. Um, Haaland is the more sensible pick, I think. People would still... Mm. Even though and, his performance has been, yeah, yes, and and but but the ownership, you know, again that that fear of missing out or going against the EO, people would probably go Haaland. Mm. What Watkins, mm. and Watkins is a is a stable pick because on recent he's on recent you know form, form he's yeah. showing good good output. People could potentially go Wang. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's a Maverick pick. Fair enough. But for for me, it's Saka currently, yeah, okay. and with vice captain on Haaland. Okay, for me, it's the other way around at the moment. I've got the armband. Bus captain is on Haaland and vice captain is on Saka. Um, will I change that? I don't know. Probably not. I still believe Haaland is capable of getting something against Bournemouth. Um, Haaland looks hungry. Yeah. Haaland looks hungry. Just that the shooting boots haven't he's been due, on. And, and he's due. I think, you know, the, I think the game before where he didn't score, yes. the, the the scenes against the camera, you know, where he was... He shoved the camera. Kind of upset. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he was kind of upset. So, and, and I think Pep also mentioned in uh, some embargo quotes lately that um, he, he you, you don't have to tell him what to do. Yeah. And him being a goal scorer, he would get goals. Yeah, so he... he the, the, I'm thinking I probably will keep it on Haaland um, and vice on... Saka. Maverick pick, like you said, Wang, if anyone wants to go against Sheffield. Uh, I put Hoyland up there as well against Fulham, to be honest. Um, 
Watkins, the interesting thing is now Villa are good at home, but for some reason, for I need to check Forrest's like previous fixtures, but their defensive numbers in the last six game weeks, Forrest are the second best defensive team at the moment. Wow, that's yeah, completely la- out of the blue. I know uh, it kind of shocked me as well, but uh, I don't know. But they faced some decent competition as well in the last couple of game weeks, to be honest. But uh, yeah, they're right up there. So I don't know what has changed system wise. They they're not really keeping clean sheets and 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 they're scoring goals. Yeah, that's the thing. So something to kind of monitor. But for me, yeah, either Haaland, Saka, and then Mavericks would be uh, Huang or Hoyland for me personally. Um, yeah, yeah, that yeah, all four options quite solid. I think depends on the the risky gameplay versus the consolidating gameplay. Yep, indeed. Um, cool. Uh, so that's basically it. Uh, so thank you for your time today. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, well, I'm enjoying being a part of the Australian um, FPL community, and uh, I'm on Twitter, current uh, underscore FPL, or is it FPL underscore current? I always mix up my handle with my namesake. Current name. underscore FPL. Don't worry. There, there you go. It's on the video. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, do f- uh, follow, and um, uh, I'll I'll give you a follow back, and and let's continue enjoying the game together. Awesome. And you can also find me football chat box on YouTube, where I do weekly videos and deadline streams. So that's it for this week's Scout the Game Week. I'll be back after Game Week Twenty Six and looking ahead to Game Week Twenty Seven. Green Aerosol. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs>